What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back, coffee and cream in the morning as we get the bed music. Brought to you by Red Zone Tickets. Been selling fun since 2001. You need tickets or have tickets but can't go. Red Zone Tickets buys and sells tickets for all types of events. That's things like Morgan Wallen, uh, Creighton, Husker Baseball, Mannheim Steamroller, UNO Hockey, and more. Maybe you're in Vegas watching that meltdown from the Patriots. You need NFL tickets. They've got you covered, too. The Chiefs, the Vikings, Cowboys. It's all there and a wide variety of price points. Red Zone Tickets is located right here in Omaha. Reliable, local, with an A-plus, better business rating. That is RedZoneTickets.com. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. Hey, Vegas always wins, whether it's on the football field or the sports books. You know they made a ton of money on that play. Oh. I mean, it was the swing, right? Because what was it? Was it was was it two and a half or three, something like that? It's the yeah, that's what it closed at. Yeesh. Well, there there were some crazy, like, are you are you kidding me? So it's with like the line movement, the Bengals and in Tampa Bay, it seemed like everybody was on Tampa Bay late, and then in the second half, they were never in that thing. And I got to hear Tony Romo utter this phrase: he oh, got it. "Boy, if they keep playing like this." He's talking about Tampa Bay in the first half. If they keep playing like this, boy, they got good stuff coming in the second half. Yeah, like, he said Tom Brady isn't bad. He's just not surrounded by talent anymore. I, I'm like, what? Well, I, I don't think that's what you mean. I, I think it may be the other way around, if you ask did me. You, did you give yourself a tick mark for how many times you heard pixie dust last night? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. But how many how many slashes do you have on your arm? I think he said, I think Chris Collinsworth said pixie dust like five or six times. It's better than some of the things he said. Are you anti C squared? No. Uh, well, mm, I shouldn't just say no abruptly like that. Uh, there are his, oh, no. he has, he has some points in his, in his calls where I'm like, eh, would you have said that? Uh, yeah, that didn't really sound right. My man was hitting me with pixie dust and, Taylor Heineke, I'm like, that's not Pixie does. He's just not playing well. Hey, he may be Peter Pan, but he's no Tinkerbell. Goodness gracious. Um, no, yes. I'll tell you what in that football game, and then I promise we'll get to uh, some Creighton and Nebraska basketball here before we wrap this thing up. And we can always touch on things in Morning Dump, too. Make sure to head that direction after the show. But I'll tell you what, DB, there was – so I had a sports bet out, right? And uh, parlay, all I needed was a Brian Robinson touchdown. Mm. And he runs it in, yet a flag is thrown because Terry McLaurin isn't lined up on the line of scrimmage, which, you know, it could look that could be looked at at two different angles here. One, like Terry looked as if he checked with the official. Thought he, he did. It was kind of half-hearted, but I think he thought he was good. Right. And then... On the other side of it, I'm like, Terry, like you've played how many snaps in your life to know that you have to be on the ball, on the line of scrimmage? 
so, you know, Brian Robinson runs it in and I see the flag symbol pop up and I'm like, you got to be kidding. And so it gets taken back. And then I'm like, all right, I need P.I. in the end zone because P.I. in the end zone fall on the one Brian Robinson territory, which there was P.I. in the end zone. I got it. So there were two or three egregious no calls. The two point conversion in the Arizona game. How was that not P.I. on D hop? And then whatever happened at the end of the game last night with the giants and the commanders. I'm like, are you guys really not going to throw that flag? That was a travesty. Well, I broke it down perfectly in my household because I said, here's, here's where PI in the end zone normally comes to fruition. You get Taylor Heineke scrambling for at least three or four seconds in the backfield so that when your receivers are in the end zone, they're making that scrappy improv play and, uh, you know, a defender is going to try to grab to stay close. That's where you're going to see it. It happened, DB. It happened perfectly, Drew. It was plucked out of my mind and placed on Sunday night football. I mean, yet, no call. I just, I'm just curious because those are the ones too where the next morning you don't want like the apology and the NFL to come out and say, hey, you know, we, uh, we missed it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's, uh, Give me, give, give me that back in the potential win column. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the difference between that's the opportunity to certainly not lose, right? You don't know if you're going to win, but certainly not lose, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. And well, I was only looking for a touchdown. I don't care what happened. <laughs> I just needed B-Rob in the end zone. Well, hey, so when he when he got down, he had the nice run to set him up down there about the four or whatever. Like, were you losing your mind cheering? Oh, yeah. I was like, Kevin Thibodeau, thank goodness you were drafted in the first round. You are my hero. I will buy your jersey off of a Chinese website for less money than the actual thing if this happens. Mm. I said it. I feel like I've said that a lot when it comes to athletes. Like, please like just do it. I'll buy your jersey. Uh, well, you, 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 and, uh, you and Sip there, AR, you feel, feel like a penguin. Yep. It, oh, a lot of frustration. Downer. <laughs> a lot of frustration there. But – I bet people would say there's even more frustration with how Creighton basketball has been playing as of late, especially since their trip home from Hawaii. Yeah, how wrong was I on the ability to bounce back on that one? How wrong were you on the line, too? You thought the line was, it was too big. Yeah, I thought it was too much. That's it what I'm saying. It needed to be bigger. Yeah, it's crazy. I, they just I, out-muscled and out-willed. I was shocked to see how that whole thing went down. And I'm just thinking to myself, why is it that they appear that they're not playing very hard? That that was the thing that was kind of getting me. I'm like, Marquette's just playing harder. And you never want to, like as a coach, because that's the one thing that you can kind of control and it mm-hmm. eats at you. But I'm just looking at Higadaro and, and some of these guys. And, you know, Jones got it going late, even though he didn't shoot it well. They didn't have an answer really for Prosper. I'm just thinking – Marquette isn't even really what I would call shooting well. I think they were 28% from three. Or Neither whatever. team shot the ball well. but So I'm going to ask you again because I feel Are like. Are they a good shooting team? Yes. No, here, ask me at DB. Come I on. ask you every week and, you, and people keep telling me they are. Are you sure? Hey, 
I have this written down on my list because I, I have I have you asked me if they're a good shooting team. It's on my notes list right here. And here's what I'm going to respond with today. I don't want to say you're right. I don't want to say it. <laughs> well, I don't know because I hope they are, but they I just don't know if they are. Well, I when I say I don't want to say you're right, I don't want to say you're right in questioning their ability. Because uh you also mentioned too about like how they just it, they it almost looked like they didn't want to be there. But Sharif Mitchell and Ryan Nemhard said prior to this game, we talked about it on Friday about how they want more heart, more yeah. toughness. They want to see more of that, and it's obvious this team hasn't made strides in either of those areas. How about with Yates and Schultzberg and I, like Mac went deep. He, that was one of those games where I was get I got the sense that Coach Mac was not he was happy. trying anything. Yeah, he 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 was looking for a spark, a combination. He, I mean, because Farabello, I don't know if you checked, he only played nine minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, ooh, like he's you're not he's not getting what he wants from you. I would guess on the defensive end. And man, Mac, Coach Mac was having none of it. And it's not like, I mean, if you watch Providence or or UConn, or like it's not getting any easier now. Shoot, I might even have to pay attention to Seton Hall now, and I don't want to. Although, hey, you, met, you asked, are they a good shooting team? How about go one step further? Is this team actually as strong and as deep as we think they are on the bench? Well, depth depth has definitely revealed itself to not be because they they don't the bench doesn't score, right? So they got to figure that out. They have good players, I think. I just don't know why they why the bench doesn't have more scoring production. That's, is it that's the thing. Is it because when they're on the floor, they're trying to get it in the best player's hands, so they are relying too much on Baylor Shireman or Ryan Nemhard or Trey Alexander or Arthur Kaluma, whoever's out there at the time? Uh, or is it those guys wanting to just take the game under their control? Because more oftentimes than not, when the bench is being put in, uh, it's at a point in the game where Coach D is looking for a spark. Yeah. And those guys don't want to be that spark or they don't. It's not that they, they don't want to be the spark. They feel pressured to give the ball up to one of their top four guys. And now you got you're coming in. You're going to host Butler, who I don't know what happened to him the last 10 minutes of that game, but they teased you. I think it was 43 39. I may have to go back and check. I'm pretty sure it was 43 39 UConn at one point in the second half. And UConn ends up winning by 24. How about that? Yeah. Like, just totally hit the X button. And I and who, who I have no idea, really, what you're going to get from Butler, except for you probably better figure out a way to do something with Chuck Harris um, and Manny Bates. I mean, he plays a little bit more of a, of a real center role, but hopefully you get – hopefully you get – Kalkbrenner back with whatever the non-COVID related illness was. And I don't know why they kept saying that because obviously if it was COVID, he just wouldn't be part wouldn't of it. be there sitting on the bench. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why do they feel it necessary? Right. Telling me it's non-COVID. I'm sure that there was a method to the madness though. Hey, I'll tell you what though. One bright spot before we go, um, Frederick King. Yeah. He's really starting to emerge, isn't he? But can you do two things at once? I mean, can Kalk come back and King still, develop 
I think King will be at least a breath of fresh air off the bench. I'll tell you that much. Hey, how about his shooting percentage, though? Why? At, at close range. He Good. looks like Colk. <laughs> I think, listen, Colk Brenner, what did he make, 19 in a row before? Right. Maybe that's Mac knows how to get his bigs the ball. I think that's what it is. And I think that needs to be the name of the game. We'll talk more about this on Morning Dump, but we've got to go. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Catch us wherever you get your podcast. That's Hail Varsity Radio for the show in review. Check out Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal coming up later this afternoon on Hail Varsity Radio. But with that, we'll see you tomorrow on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.